One Ryder's gonna jump, he's gonna get several bike lanes in between you and the field. Yeah! Oh yeah! Prowess the entire week from Pete's Coffee. That is the at least fourth national championship that we have witnessed here, maybe more than that. Unbelievable. This time it's Zimney for the win as Pete's drives the nail home. Here, our final race at Fort Gordon. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Wheels Podcast. This is Tyler Yonke coming to you with Chris Flower. Chris, hey. how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm warm. It's a, it's a warm one in my office. You feeling it? Not yet. It'll get there. It'll get there. And today we're also uh, graced the presence of Brian Zimney coming into our office, our studio. Hello. Welcome, Brian. Newly national champion. Hold that mic up there. That's correct. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You've been around the bike since Nats? Yeah. Yeah. Every day but one day. And is that just... Are you wearing the new jersey? Let's let's show the jersey. I'm not wearing it right now, but I can hold it up. Even brought the metal, too. Very nice. Wow, Very look at that. Nice. Look at that. Clean, crisp, stars and bars. Yeah, I wash it in the shower every time <laughs> I wear it because I don't want to put it in the laundry. What does the metal say on the front there? just says national. Nice. National Very cool. Well, congratulations. We're, we're, everyone here, I think, in Sacramento is pretty much proud uh, to at least, you know, we weren't going to win it, we being whoever the person is. At least you did. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So na- who on your team hasn't won a national championship? There aren't that many. Um, I'd have to look at the roster, but... Um, you can grab your list. I, I was I was joking before this nationals that I was pretty much the only person on the team that hadn't won any title of any kind. I have... I still haven't won districts, and that's kind of the thing that most masters have done at some point, right. even, you know, team Not time us. trials. Oh, Chris has got one of those, right? Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> I'm sure. Buried away. But yeah, it's uh, it was um, kind of a surprise, yeah. So, so let's, let's talk real quick about your, your, your name, your team. So Pete's Coffee Racing, and you guys were kind of a, came out of, um, what was the other one you had? Folsom Bike Folsom and bike. the Safeway team. Safeway, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in between it was Chronos uh, or something. Chronos, yeah. Before we had a title sponsor, we named the club Chronos Racing Team. Uh, and then the following year in 2016, we got Pete's as the title sponsor. So that became the team name. And we still retain Chronos Racing as the club name and LLC name. So Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so let's go over some of your uh, sponsors here. Um, you want to list them off and just kind of give some... Shout out to them. Sure. Obviously, Pete's Coffee has been our title sponsor the last three years, and they've been really great to us. Goo Energy Labs really stepped up for this the last two years. Um, Creative Blue, which is actually Chris Ott's company. He's one of our teammates. Um, he's He's been a, a partner or a, a, a sponsor this year. And uh, then Veo Strip, which I actually brought you guys some, some Veo Strips if you want to use them. Where did that go? That are we got we're we gonna use them for the podcast. Sure. It is yeah, warm. It gets in warm here. in here. I mean, do some instruction on how to put them on. I don't even know where it went. I'd like, like to be able to do see. You, do you, do you guys have uh, helmet mirrors too? No, no. You have to have a beard for that. I can't grow a beard. So okay. If I if I could grow a beard, then then yeah, I'd have a mirror. So I'll tell find them later. Uh, okay. But, oh, they're well, right here. How so. do they? How, do they work well? Yeah, actually, they do. It's surprising. I mean, the the big hang-up people have is that they feel like they're going to look silly with them but if you either use True. the black ones or the clear ones they disappear underneath your helmet anyway gotcha. so i mean if i was a runner i'd probably never wear it because you ever wear them at home just around the house project yeah, yeah, or hanging yeah. out with your wife right yeah <laughs> yeah when i'm eating soup i just you know, put it right on my chin <laughs> Went underneath and, yeah awesome uh, so. okay so we uh who do we get everybody you guys have quite a few um who else did we get there for your sponsors did we miss oh uh so we have a bunch of uh pet fans on the team nature select uh is a dog food company that one of our teammates uh owns and then uh sage centers for specialty emergency veterinary care that's also one of our team teammates is associated with that uh company in the bay area schwalbe tires uh capo is our cycling clothing apparel company 
Bell helmets. They've been really great to us the last two years with both their aero and their uh, lighter, like temperature, you know, for hot weather yeah. helmets um, and their TT helmets too. And then Rockland Endurance Sports is our, our uh, service course out of Rockland, California. They're a triathlon shop, but they want to get, you know, more into road and, and promote road racing. So do they make you um, do any triathletes, uh, triathlon, triathlon, <laughs> do they make you do any triathlons or yeah. running? Just to, they want us to wear those really short socks and, right. you know, and, a, a you know, sleeveless jerseys and yeah. stuff. They're really pushing for sleeveless. So it'd you be know, good luck. It is. Yeah. I showed up at the, uh, Folsom bike ride last night. I forgot my jersey. So I almost did the... It's luckily someone had an extra, yeah. but I almost did it with just bib shorts. Really? Yeah, that would have been <laughs> nice. a, a yeah. fantastic look. Yikes. Borat look. Yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. into that, Chris? No, that's that's not my scene, unfortunately. You know, what? deviate from that. Did you happen to see the video of Chris Hooper's bike wreck? I did, yes. Uh, uh, so my teammate, Jay Newton, yeah. sent that to me last night. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. He was lucky that... Honestly, I, my first reaction was he was lucky that he crashed where he did instead of trying to save it right. and go into oncoming traffic. Imagine if he had just had this big bobble, yeah, but kept it up. Right. He may have been forced to because he ride was close into oncoming traffic. Oh yeah, even as as it was. it was, yeah, yeah, it was scary. So I don't, I don't even know if we would post that. Scott did put it on his Instagram, so I guess he's okay with it being out there in the ether. But he yeah. did. It's it's an interesting stretch of road through there because it is just littered with rocks and debris, and it's it's an easy place to get uh, in a bad spot. Our so. our teammate Jeff uh, Scott had a wreck. I think it was last year. The ex- basically the exact same spot. Hmm. Hit a big rock that's out there. Yeah, went down, kind of into traffic. You know, luckily no car hit him. That's coming down Sierra College on the it's, other side. It's or? just over the KOM yeah. where it's flat okay. uh-huh. and it's just starting to, you know, Jay was drilling it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we were doing everything we could. To, you know, yeah. saw my face. I did. Yo, I saw <laughs> you pointing out the debris too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so good on you for yeah, that. Yeah. Because we split some rocks. Anyway, you know, um, let's talk about your your your, your roster since okay. we just uh, mentioned Jay. Sure. So Jay's kind of the new guy on the block, right? He is. Not necessarily. Two-time in, district road race champion. Yes. Yeah. He he, this year, right? This year, yeah. 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 He followed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and read off who you've got here on your team. So we have Dan Bryant, Dan Martin, who both, by the way, won, uh, the national time trial title this year and the national road race title for 45 to 49. So in the town of Loomis, which Dan Martin was living with Dan Bryant the last few years, last few months, they had the highest density of national champions in a, in the metropolitan Loomis area. So just if you wanted a little factoid. About a Loomis. little demographics. Yeah. Cool. yeah, thank you. Um, uh, then we have Chris Ott, which I mentioned before, Michael O'Rourke, Jonathan Oropkin, Aaron Patterson, Kyle Glarum, Jay Newton, Ronnie Levitt, Nick Theobald, Dean LaBerge, Ron Reed, Jason Boynton, Tony Reed, Kevin Metcalf, and myself. So I so, don't think Ronnie has a national title or possibly he, even district. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, 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 uh, I thought I may have been the only one until – a week ago or two, but, but, uh, there may be one other, I don't know. I think maybe Tony has gotten a, a district championship years ago. So as well. does it, does it make it difficult, uh, at races sometimes with that kind of firepower? I mean, you know, when we race against you and if your whole squad shows up, <clears throat> it's obviously tough. Right. And sometimes it might be a little bit, you know, who's the domestique, right? I mean, who's the guy that's, that's going to be doing the work because everyone can legitimately do some havoc. Right. And that's what we want. Actually. Um, we want it to make the decision for other teams really difficult. So it's, if you had a designated guy for any one thing in any one race, then it makes the strategy really simple for other teams. Right. If you have eight guys in a race and any one of them can win, you can't let the team, that team do anything. So you spend the whole race tiring yourself out um, chasing as an opponent, chasing everybody. You're like, we can't let that guy go and we can't let that guy go and we can't let that guy go. And we don't like this matchup in this breakaway. And so it just makes it really hard on other teams. Yeah. Cause and that's what we all want. else fails. Dean sits back in exactly. reserve for the sprint. So right. you can't just, um, but it might make it difficult on you guys, uh, like out in Folsom when you were out in the break with a bunch of your teammates and I, you didn't get the win, right? right? So, yeah. and I don't know what's happening there. I'm not putting any blame. No, no, no. The loser of the week. No, no. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. We had we had stacked that break, and uh, and we each kind of understood our roles. And and honestly, it was just a positioning thing. Mike Sayers made a great move, and uh, Chris Ott was marking him and thought knew he was going to make that move. And when he did, he went up the gutter and he just kind of threaded right through 
past this guy and and uh then the door closed and chris couldn't couldn't follow him so that was it it was uh but it was great it was a great great move by by sayers yeah that excuse me that makes it uh tough and obviously sayers knows what he's doing okay so you've got this great team uh you're going to go to nationals Mm -hmm. um what's been kind of your preparation up for it for this year and why did you decide hey this is the year i want to want to go i mean did you go last year i think you went the last few years right? i've gone this is the fourth nationals i've gone to the first one it was the second year in utah and i only went to the crit and that was it i didn't do the road races i think that road race ended on a 30 minute climb so it's like that's not really my my thing so but then the last three years the road races favored you know a kind of a more punchy style rider which i think i'm more more that style and and uh you know certainly not a purist in in either sprinting or or uh climbing but i can do some of both so um this the last year i was seventh at nationals and took the field sprint pretty handily so i was confident that i would at least be competitive this year and um but last year the the breakaway situation didn't quite work out there was one break that went on the first lap it stayed out the whole time a couple riders swapped spots they had a couple of pros bridged up and a couple of guys got dropped but it still finished with six in the break and so that was that was pretty much it but uh we were myself and my teammates were pretty confident that this year if it if it came down to you know if the if the group stayed together long enough that we would be in it for with a shot of at least in the podium right range but so what was your preparation going into it this year and do you like it uh, because before like in utah it was Mm -hmm. later on in the year it was do you like it better kind of move to the middle of the of the season i think so especially being in california we you know we we kind of had two seasons you know yeah um at least it's better i think if you have two seasons like right now i'm in my off season just kind of riding for fun but but um yeah when you win national championships you could bail right yeah um but Basically, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a a six month window or a five month window makes it pretty right on to to peak for an event, you know, and then take a little break, and then you have three more months or so of the season to peak for a second event. If you have like we have district crits at the end of this yeah. this summer or worlds, you know, which I hadn't planned on going to, but I may now. Um, so it's uh, I think I like the timing of it in May. I really hope they don't change it and. Well, I guess the only they, if they did change the date of nationals next year, you'd get would, longer. I get longer time in the right. jersey. I wouldn't want it the other way, but because I remember uh, Josh DePiece won it, and, yeah. and then you know, boom, they change it to er, you know earlier in the year, and right. he got you know that sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm I sure thought about so. Jeremy too. He was right. he was right. crit champ last right. year, but he didn't have a jersey all summer, and then through half of the spring, he didn't get to yeah. have a jersey. So it'd be. I wouldn't want that. At oh, least I have like ten teammates with national championship jerseys they can give me. Right, right. So, yeah. so you're not you're going to be okay. Do they have your size though? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. So yeah. if it's um, it's later in the year, earlier in the year this year, did you find um the conditions to be more to your liking with it being on the East Coast or as far really as your, weather, weather, temperature, humidity? Is that so where, something you were prepping for? Oh and yeah. Where was sure. where was it? At? Let's, let's. It was read. in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. So we are, we stayed at a house that was right by the augusta national golf course like i did a couple of warm-up rides around the golf course nice very nice um but if you know anything about that area it's just ridiculously hot and humid and it was last year as well and so last year that really took its toll on especially the biggest riders but even guys from the bay area like mike's bikes rob amatelli really suffered in the heat last year and he had been killing us all year yeah he got there and he just he just didn't have it because he overheated um Last year, we we decided we were going to take the strategy of there's two feed zones per lap. We're going to take a bottle in every single feed zone, no matter what, and drink some of it and pour the rest over us because in that kind of humidity, you sweat, but the sweat just sits on you and it doesn't evaporate. So you don't get that cooling effect. So the only real solution to it is either have ice socks, which we wouldn't have, or wash off that warm water with cold water. So that's basically what we did. And I think it made a lot of big difference last year and so we try to do the same thing this year this year the weather was pretty crazy um it it wasn't it started out just as hot as last year but then partly through the race it started to sprinkle and then the lead moto came up beside us and said hey you know we're gonna stop the race up here after two laps at the start finish we're like wait what are you talking about it's just sprinkling it's nice it's cool but you know why would you stop the race and then you know, a couple miles down the road, 
we could barely see the road because the rain was coming down so hard. And we went right to the front to make sure, you know, if, if people started attacking that we could make sure we weren't just eating road spray in addition to the rain. Um, but at that point the race was, you know, was neutralized. So we got, we kind of climbed up this last little finish hill towards the start. And, uh, um, Dave Toll, he's, he's talking over the microphone. He's saying, get back to your car right now. Just go back to your car. And he sounded kind of urgent. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, it's not, it's raining hard, but you know, now that we're going really slow, it's not as bad. So I started turning around. I was going towards the parking lot and no sooner do I get into the parking lot and I got hit with this gust of wind that turned my bike so that I had to point downwind to avoid crashing. And then I stopped and unclipped and carried my bike to my car. And it's, it felt like I was, you know, had a kite behind me. I was just like <laughs> it, the bike sideways and I'm leaning into the wind, trying to walk through the, the wind. And then, uh, so we just sat there and it was like thundering lightning and rain like crazy for 30 minutes. And, and then, uh, they restarted us after that. But, uh, had we kept on racing past the start it after the start, you go down this like pretty steep descent. And if we had been hit with that gust of wind, after that point, I think we either would have been off the road or crashed or, you know, the whole group would have just been So it was a chaos. good call. Oh, yeah, it totally yeah. was. And I think they saw that coming. So they're like, let's That's cancel crazy. it. This was how far into the race? Two laps. So okay. it was a little like two. It was two of five laps. Okay. So about halfway. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw your Strava and I'm like, come on. This is like an easy national champ, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's an earlier one. Yeah, right? yeah. But, well, how long? How did that break affect you? I mean, obviously, you you came out of it okay. Yeah. Um, but were there any breaks off at the time? Did they there just, was? Yeah, okay, there were two they, riders that were off. Did they by regroup a it with them? Yes. Off the front. And, when we restarted, they gave them a minute advantage, and one of the guys we had. So they had done a bunch of call ups before the race, and this guy got a call up, and we're like, I'd never heard of him before, but he had world champ bands on and then i talked to jeremy he's like oh yeah that's this guy from the track he's this track points world champ mm. so we knew that guy was off and and i guess you know a track rider you never know how they're right. gonna i don't race with those guys yeah. aside from jeremy so i don't know how how a points race champion translates to the road he probably could sprint really well right but how is he gonna do in a long breakaway so he but he'd been out there for a long time with one other guy um, and then they get this minute advantage after being, you know, rested. So when we got going again, the first thing that happened was my teammate, Jonathan went right to the front and the next climb and just drilled it. And it was single file at this climb. We get to the top and the minute advantage was down to like 30 seconds. So, um, that took a big chunk out of it. And then as we continued along, you know, we pulled some more back and then eventually you get to that point where the group starts jumping across guys are trying to either bridge or they're trying to form a new group and and uh they got swallowed up but then you know more attacks came after that so, so go ahead i would say going back to to the break did you guys do anything during that period it was about 30 minutes or something right and you eat or do anything to kind of prep yourself to jump right back into the race not knowing how it's going to restart whether sure it's gonna yeah exactly gas. i mean we didn't know how long we were going to be sitting there so we're not only not racing but we're also just sitting around so we wanted to make sure we we ate some solid food. You know, <laughs> luckily all my teammates that had been in the feed zone brought food for themselves, but they didn't plan on giving it to us until we said, "Give us what you have." <laughs> right. And so we started eating this food that they had, and and uh, um, so and then a few of them went off to go get some more food, and 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 I used my magic formula, topical edge stuff again. Was, again, it's, I I have to. Uh, plug that one for sure since it has worked so well for me but but uh we'll, we'll talk about that real quick okay so that's that the fact that you've been having some cramping issues yes yeah. i am the cramp master the, yes yes krampus yes and um so this this new magical formula is, is worked Se- out for seems you. to work yeah um so or maybe you just need breaks every the two laps. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah every hour or so well it's funny because i i i had never reapplied before and because I, I usually don't have that opportunity. <laughs> right. Um, and I usually don't even bring more than one like dose of the little packets or now the tube, I guess would I would be able to. But I usually don't bring more than one because I don't need more than one. But for whatever reason, this time I put two in my race bag when I went to this road race. And for sure, I had the opportunity to reapply and I did it. And it's it seemed I felt great afterwards. After what is, the, so what does it the restart. do? It's, um, it's basically like a... Um, 
it's baking soda in a cream form. So if you know what baking soda, it's a base. So if your blood is acidic and you put this stuff on your skin, it goes through your skin and, and it neutralizes that acid that's created by, you know, intense exercise and uh, lactic acid and ions that are produced when you when you intense intensely exercise. Which so, is what you were doing. So, which is what I was and, doing. And obviously, yeah. that's something you've had a problem with. So, for sure. Uh, well, that's good. Okay, yeah. so the race is back on. You've applied your topical edge. Yes. You're 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 gunning to go. Uh, you are, the, are your teammate. How many teammates were in your race for you that day, and were they working for you specifically? Was that kind of the plan? No, honestly, like uh, you know, and, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier about having multiple options in any given race, and yeah. that was our plan from the start was to. Because especially in nationals, very few teams have teammates. Yeah, yeah. There was one other team that had four, but I think maybe only two or three of them were legit um, contenders. Maybe one of them, really. Um, And that even just a numbers advantage of three in a large group is huge because most most teams don't have anything. They have no one to rely on. Um, As far as the strategy in a race like nationals goes, that makes it... Um, more difficult as well because a breakaway of two riders can win even a long break, you know, with a big pack behind them because there's never a cohesive chase because every rider is on their own. They're thinking, well, if I chase, then I'm not going to be there for the finish and they're not chasing for anybody but themselves. So it's usually either just a bunch of attacks and miscellaneous groups forming and, and a team can really take advantage of that. And so our strategy was to try to, give ourselves as many opportunities as we can as we could with our numbers um so you know jonathan was probably like the longer break guy aaron was aaron patterson was a shorter break guy and then i was kind of like the the finish option um if if it came down to that but even aaron you know he's he can sometimes be a better finisher than i can towards the end of races especially when attrition is high he does better than i do so um having the break between races and then even a shortened race because our la- our race was restarted with two laps, not three. Um, that made a difference, I think, for me as well. Um, although I felt good last year at full distance, so uh, with no break. So you, you said one of your teammates drove the pace on that first lap back. Right. And who was that? Jonathan Arokin. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously he was taking the impetus to kind of help the team oh, rather yeah. than himself in right. a sense like that. Yeah. And yeah. gaps were opening up. sounds like up it was and, important. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we knew that the pace was going to be hot right from the start um, of the restart because yeah. it's a shorter distance and everybody had a break, including the break, the breakaway of the day. So we had to bring it back quickly. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, he, he made a huge difference. And then um, later on, um, there were a couple riders with on the final lap to go that had broken away and nobody was looking to, to chase it. So our second option was Aaron to go for like a shorter, you know, short distance break. So he launched to try to get across to him. But the big favorite in the race, this um, ex-pro Emil Abraham, who's mm-hmm. who um, he was a crit specialist, multi-time yeah. champion crit specialist from Trinidad, um, was right on him. And that actually he neutralized Aaron's attack, but he also burned a match in the process. And Aaron looked back and saw him saw him right on him. And uh, decided he was he was committed now to just chasing down those last two guys um, to give me a shot, and it was like no hesitation. We didn't talk about it or anything. He just knew that that he probably burned too many matches trying to make something happen. So the last option was for me for a you know like a group sprint. So so walk us through that. So last lap uh, breaks been brought back. No, we didn't catch them until less than a K to go. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So, and, and is that so Aaron doing a lot of work there? He did. All, he did all the work. Yeah. He just sat at the front from five. So why didn't you K? give him that medal? You, <laughs> you can have a piece of it. You oh, know, I'll break oh, off a little. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he took it from like four K out. He attacked at five K and took it from four K and just sat at the front until less than a K. So we, right after the one K to go sign, we start this minute and a half climb, the feed zone climb, the last feed zone climb. And then it's 200 meters flat to the finish. So he took it all the way to the bottom of there and then peeled off because we had caught those two riders and they got spat out. Um, and then, like I was saying, that Emil Abraham uh, 
guy was was on Aaron's wheel and then followed this other dude who who just decided he was going to pull us all the way up the hill. I don't know why. We Perfect. we did this recon of the course and uh and Dan Martin who won won his race, we did this practice run up the hill and to the finish line and as and he led me up the hill when he was really on it there was a pretty significant draft it was you know 16 17 18 miles an hour and uh and to be leading up that hill is was not the right thing to do for sure but i was gonna let him do it so and and were you able to get on his wheel pretty good uh, yeah you were like second wheel third wheel third wheel yeah so you're looking prime so and, i'm sitting on the and guy how are you feeling at that moment when you start to think uh things are playing out well and were you feeling good and kind of like I was oh, thinking crap, I could do this. Well, I, uh, yeah, but so the one thing we didn't want to have happen is have it come down to a straight up sprint with this guy who was, who made a living doing sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it would have been better if, if we had caught the break without Aaron using a match because sure. then he could have gone early and forced this guy to chase and then right. I could have come around and that would have been probably the ideal finish, but it didn't happen that way. So as I'm going up the climb, I know I'm all on my own and I'm thinking, how am I going to beat this guy in a sprint? It's probably better if I go first because then he has to come around me. You know, if I'm following him all the way to the line, I probably won't be able to come around him. So, but we're, we're climbing up this hill and, and, uh, right towards the top, he kind of, I move over to my right to get, give myself a, a way out, I guess. And he kind of stays behind this, this guy who had been leading. And then right at the top, two other guys who, know we're setting up for the last 200 meters flat come right around him and get in his way so as soon as i saw that i looked over and i'm like he has no way out so i just i went to the right uh up against the the edge of the road and around that guy who had been leading the whole time and and then just started started going for it (laughs) but uh it was it took forever it was like the (laughs) longest sprint ever i looked at my time on strava and it was said 18 seconds. Like that was the longest 18 right. seconds yeah, ever. Could, yeah. Cause you're starting from like 15 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. So you were having to wind up, wind up. Yeah. And did you, did you, you know, sometimes you could get the wrong gear on that. I yeah. mean, were you just able to click through I'm just and clicking, yeah, clicking gears and, and looking through my arms and waiting to see a wheel. And do I hold back and then try to, you know, push harder when, right. if somebody tries to slingshot by and, did and you I, just go full out then. Yeah. You just said, Hey, screw yeah. it. I'm yeah. And how much did you win by? I don't know, a lot, a lot, five, four, four bike lanes. Okay. So it was pretty comfortable. Nice post up. Yeah. 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 Any yelling? Yes. Lots. Yeah. Lots of swearing and then hoping that I, well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And then looking around for officials, hoping they don't say you're DQ'd now for swearing. Or at least uh, in the communique, was there any kind of like fines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. I haven't, I didn't get notified of any fines. So then you started your sprint. Kind of after the the crest of the hill, or did you have yeah, to start jumping but, before that? No, right right at the crest. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was a pretty good. It felt like a pretty good distance. Yeah. Um, barricades come into play at all, or did you? There were barricades. Okay. Uh, but they weren't in play. That was one of my other concerns. Was if it had been tight, you know, then then, yeah. uh, um, you know, you'd have to have some some clean clean air to make sure you get through, but. And the guy you were marking, where'd he end up finishing and all that? He was second. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. But if you look at the photo, I mean, he was, there were two guys that were kind of coming around him. Hmm. So he was, he was uh, having to battle it out. I, I don't know how he got second. Did he come around those guys or did he lead them all the way in and they just couldn't beat him at the line or, or what? But, but uh, obviously you knew uh, the guy to watch. Oh yeah. And so that was good because yeah. he was last year's winner. Yeah. So, so if, if he got boxed in a little bit or had some problems with mm-hmm. those guys coming around him, you obviously did the right thing. So right. good for you. I mean, everything just lined up totally. And you passed the drug test afterwards. I don't know yet. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what what test? The test where you have to know. produce the right amount, or the test where you're actually clean. So no, did they have did they have testing then? Oh yeah, for the winner. Yeah, okay. and the second place for okay. everybody. Okay, which is it, but they didn't. I don't think they tested anybody in the crit, and it was the same thing last year. I don't know why they they do that, but and and I w- I've mentioned that before when I went out to Utah, it was the same thing. Which yeah. is and I remember saying to Kurt, I'm like, that's the one day all these guys from these big guys show up for the, I was like, from <laughs> where very tactical. I like that. <laughs> they Good show adjustment. Up, they, they all show up just for the crit. And uh-huh. I, and then you go and look at the, and it says, Oh, we're not doing testing today. And I'm yeah. just like, these are the ones you should maybe be worried about. Yeah. I'm just, I'm worried about them. Right. 
So they weren't yeah. there for the crit where uh, they weren't testing, but were they actually there? I wonder if it's just a budget thing where it's like, okay, we only have money to have the guys I don't know. at maybe, the race. Maybe they were going day. home or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah we're out of here. You know, yeah. Type of thing. We did something. We collected samples. Yeah. Right. So what's well, the turnaround time on that? Do you know? Uh, so fortunately, I have lots of teammates that go through this. And, and uh, last year, Dan Bryant was tested after his win at Nationals in the time trial. And he said he found out in five or six weeks. Okay. Um, and then earlier this year, I know they tested at Memorial Stage Race. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount Hamilton Stage, yeah. I think. and uh, Red Kite? Yeah. And so that one, I think the turnaround was like a month. So I'm hoping next couple of weeks. Good, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hoping for the best for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. it's the only thing that could take it away at this point. But right. I don't So so the what happened with the the crit then? I understand you had a wreck in the crit. Yeah. Uh, and let silly. me ask you this. Once you once you've won okay, the, the pressure's off. You're mm-hmm. like I'm I'm road champion. You're probably riding around the crit like you're big shit and thinking is it hard to get up for that one too? Like in um, the same respect of like, I need this because the crit was probably the one you, you might've thought maybe you had a good chance at it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it, they changed the course a little bit and I think it was better for me this year, but um, at least I felt more comfortable in it. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's um, I felt like my teammates, you know, they, they for sure stepped up for in the road race for me and so it would be a complete disservice to not do the same for them gotcha yeah. even if i wasn't trying to i totally would have won myself if i could um but i knew that part of the result from the first day was i'd be pretty heavily marked the second day i would assume if it was yeah. if i was in the crit and i knew who won the road race i'd be marking that guy for sure um so i i tried to kind of play off that a little bit and get guys to work extra during the crit um, so that maybe Jonathan or, or, or Aaron could take it. And how know? did, how did your teammates do? Um, Aaron was in a pretty good move with three or four laps to go. He had, he was in a group of four and they had about 10 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, um, but on that course in that kind of heat, nobody had much snap at the end of the race. Um, and two of the guys, I think he was in there with Jeremy and two of the guys in the break would just, they just wouldn't even pull through. They wouldn't do anything. Um, so I think there were a few teams that wanted a field sprint. There was a uh, monster media showed up only for the crit. I'm pretty sure they wanted a, a field sprint and there was another team too, that I think wanted a field sprint. So that may have worked against them. Maybe I, I didn't see who was with him. I, I did a couple of moves to try to bring back, um, a lone rider that was out there for most of the race. It was super impressive. It was Carlos Casali from intelligentsia. Mm. And, uh, um, we caught him with, I don't know, two laps to go. And Aaron was in his break by that point. Um, but, um, but yeah, it just, it ended up in a field sprint. And, and, how, and you had a wreck. So what happened? Yeah. There? Well, it's funny. So I, I, after my second attempt at getting across to this lone rider, or at least encouraging the group to bring him back, which it actually did. It, it, it went from 20 seconds down to about eight seconds. Uh, but nobody went with me. I was hoping that people would come with me. Yeah. Um, instead they just chased me. So either way, the goal was accomplished. We got close enough and then he was brought back. So after that, I was pretty fried. Aaron was in a break. So I kind of started working my way to the back thinking, all right, I'm safe. You know, I'm just going to bring it home. And, uh, going into the first corner on the final lap, six guys go down in front of me and I'm braking heavily, but still manageable. And Todd Markell's from Mike's is on the ground in front of me. And I come to a stop just before hitting him. And then I get plowed from behind by, by somebody like who is, who's even behind me at this point (laughs) and how come they couldn't stop anyway? So I didn't slide at all, but I got toppled over and, and, uh, got a little banged up and outside the free lap then, or yeah, I just, I just pulled over to the side and everybody asked me if I was okay. And I said, I'm national champion. I don't, <laughs> nothing hurts right now. Right. Invincible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how, how, what were the full results for your team? You, you won, I know Dan mm-hmm. Bryant, uh-huh. um, who else? Uh, Dan else? Martin. Dan Martin. That's he right. Pretty much spent the entire road race on his own. Uh, of well, or at least he was out front the whole road race. He had various people with him at various points, but he finished two minutes up solo. Um, nice. and then we cut, we got skunked in the crit really. We, we didn't, uh, get anything 
of note. Uh, but Dan Bryant was BAR for the 45-49. I, I did see that. That's right. So, um, Best yeah. all-around rider? Or whatever yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. And now um, um, you guys are doing some Worlds. You had mentioned it, and I know that – was it a qualifying – that qualifying was uh, earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Alabama yeah, and, about but, a month ago. But did nationals qualify you for it as well? It that, did, yeah. Okay. As, as, no, as national champion, you get automatic qualification uh, for Worlds. In but Italy, is that? Italy, yeah. Okay. Varese or Varese, uh, Italy. I don't know how. Sounds right. Either way. Do you have a sense of what that course is like? Yes, I do. Okay. It's eighty over 80 miles and 9,000 feet or something. It's, oh. again, not good for me. Super <laughs> narrow roads, but it would be an experience. And so yeah. I'm like go just to to see what it's all about yeah well so should be fun. any other tidbits from nationals interesting things that happen um weirdness so <laughs> on saturday it was a saturday road race Chris Sunday, doesn't want to hear about those things well i do I, we'll get there <laughs> so if you win the road race um uh-huh. was it hard to kind of get yourself mentally calmed down to to prep for the crit the next day i mean to to get to sleep even so that you were rested enough oh, yeah. to, to contribute to the yeah. team yeah i I only had a couple drinks to celebrate and then I knew I needed to probably get some sleep. And then I was up all night. I was, I think I went to sleep after three o'clock in the morning, East coast time. And then I don't know, I maybe got three hours of sleep. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Amped up, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think so. I got a couple Facebook messages from you at like 11 PM West coast time. So yeah. like, Oh man, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be hurting tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple drinks and then just, got out there i think you said you had some garmin issues too right yeah it's funny it all cleared itself up today oh did it yeah did i tell you that oh that's right you did yeah. you did yeah i plugged it into the wall after the road race and it just fried it and it was zapping making weird noises and then the screen went gray and I'm like oh i guess i don't get to have a garmin <laughs> i borrowed one for the crit but jason boynton had it all in kilometers he's like i'm training for world so i have it all in kilometers because no. you can't train in miles. For, I, I guess not. I don't know. It felt like I was going really fast the I whole just time. I did a calculation though. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like 50K. This is great. Yeah. I'm going so fast. So Some sort of EMP? Not yeah. Now? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. So today I was on the phone with Garmin Tech Support and they're like, okay, first step, you know, turn it on. I'm like, this is not going to work. What a waste of time. I hit the button. It comes right on. So I don't know what it was like the humidity being out there fried it for a little while and now it dried out or something, but it works. So That's if anybody like, needs an extra garment, I got one. Well, I might talk to you. Which really? one is it? 520. Okay. Ooh. Let's let's have a conversation. Okay. Well, off, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any other weird, you things? ride bikes? I, uh, Hey, I, I, I rode, I rode Sunday, Nevada city. You did. I didn't see, oh, I did see you out there. I didn't see you. you know, I was thinking though. you could, get 30 percent more training time if you didn't do this podcast i, I know right <laughs> but imagine how, good, you imagine how good you would be right well when the, when the heart issue came upon i was uh-huh. like hey i can start i could work more uh-huh. i could do more podcasting uh-huh. and then i fixed the heart thing and well yeah. i i'm okay so right i don't know what to do yeah. i need my wife prefers me i think writing because i, I get a little crazy okay. you know you know how it is yeah I mean, if totally you weren't doing that right and you're at home and no, my wife tells she's like you got it. That's why I started racing again in whatever 2009. I took a break for a while, but I came back to it because she's like, "You got to do something competitive. You're driving me nuts." Right. Yeah. So and the family just you know it's not good. Like, okay, I'll just go back a little bit and try some. I downgraded and I'm like oh, I'm just gonna do a couple local races here and there, and then sure enough, you know your competitive instinct kicks in and yeah. Next thing you know, I'm national champion. Next thing, yeah. <laughs> See, good thing you came back. Yeah. How does the family feel about it? Are they proud of you? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Kids all excited and super, super stoked. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. We're, we're proud of you too. Thank you. Um, so anything else about nationals before we just move on? What's the rest of your season? You said you're taking it off a little bit. Or? Well, yeah, just, it's funny. I, I, I rode hard a couple of days this past week and, and, uh, I, I seem to be able to have, I still have some fitness left, but there's a little bit of that mental part of it where I'm not quite ready to push that hard. Yeah. So I, I think I just, I'm just going to ride for fun for a week or two. And I mean, obviously your preseason uh, up till nationals was, uh, you must've been training pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, it takes yeah. a lot of time, a lot of family time, sure. a lot of mental. And then when you come out on top, you know, mm-hmm. there's just a relaxation and right. it's kind of nice. I mean, yeah. ice cream, I don't know what else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Although I had to say, I, I spent a lot of the week after nationals just eating and drinking whatever I want. And I felt terrible. Yeah. Like, I'm not used to this. So 
my body did not like it. <laughs> I got like, really. Is, it's easier to starve myself all the time than it is to almost eat and drink yeah. garbage all day. Yeah. So. I had done that. Uh, well, it was when I went out to Utah, I got, I got for me, pretty thin. Yeah. And then we went to Hawaii and yeah. I just ate burgers and uh-huh. I literally gained, I think, 12, 15 pounds. Yeah. And I had had, I was when I was working with Nate and he used my weight chart <laughs> for some <laughs> blog post he did because it was like a spike. Yeah. It's like, anyway, enough about that. Um, okay. So let's talk about anything else from nationals before we move on. I don't know. What do you I guys mean, you, I, we have other things to talk about, but I mean, non-racing if you, stuff. If or? you want to talk about anything more with nationals, now's your time to do it. Uh, do you know where it's going to be next year? I don't yet. Uh, uh, hopefully out here somewhere. A secret special club now. I mean, no. I would think as a champion, you would get some input, right? No, that's no, too bad. I wish. I guess there's an expectation that you. Uh, if it's on the bump circuit defend. race course, I'll be happy. I like that course. It's kind of like, kind of like the national. That, that course. has been your good. So I'm looking through some of these things you had sent me here. Um, yeah. Bike, uh, your bike didn't make it back. It didn't. Yeah, I don't know what that deal was. So Delta Airlines, I we we checked in, admittedly a little bit late. But if I can make it on the plane, and I had to run really fast to make it on this plane, but if I can make it, what's the excuse for my bike not making it? Yeah. And then they just decided to send it to L.A. They're like, man, L.A. is kind of close. We'll just send it there. So West Coast. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it's like if you if you don't know anything about East Coast geography. Maybe you think, oh, it's all one state. They got to be really close together. Yeah. You could just drive and drive over and get it. Yeah, it's in Hollywood. Yeah. Everything's in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. you, you said your metal broke. Uh, sort of. So I'm. <laughs> I guess I'll tell you the story. So I, I'm, I'm late for my plane. So I'm running, sprinting through the airport in flip flops because it's super hot there. And I, I trip going up the escalator and I slice my foot open. It's bleeding everywhere. And I know they won't let you on the plane if you're bleeding. Luckily, since I crashed in the crit, luckily I crashed in the crit. So I had bandages in my backpack ready to go, but I continue running. My foot's bleeding. Then the metal, which I refuse to take off, um, comes, comes unhooked from the ribbon because it's just a slip. It just slips onto the ribbon and it starts cartwheel, like rolling down through the concourse of the airport ding 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 and it goes like 50 feet and i'm running after my my gold medal through the airport and trying to luckily it was going the same direction i needed to go um so i just followed it until it came to a stop picked it up continued running and i made it the to the plane by seconds like they're like oh hey you're finally here and so, you flash them your bat your um yeah your metal. like here wait i'm gonna bandage my foot don't look so you can use that metal to get through security a little faster, though. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a, you yeah, know who I am. That couldn't have been good, yeah. right? Did what? you have to? I mean, you had a metal, didn't? That put you through a metal detector. Oh, I no, put you just put in your bag. Oh, I thought you didn't take it off. Well, You're like strip search no, me instead. I'm not taking it, it off. It was the first time I had ever. I I got TSA pre-approved. Oh, okay. And it was so. the first time I had ever used it. I actually yeah. went through and they. I took my shoes off and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, oh, sorry, habit. Like, yeah, you don't have to take your shoes off. One of the lucky ones. Yeah. So okay, so uh, congratulations! Thank you. Really proud of you. Glad you came in. Um, you've been a friend of the podcast since the day one, I think. So <laughs> yeah. finally got you in st- in the in the audience here. I mean, in I've been studio. trying to get on here. I didn't know I had to win a national championship to get on. No, that no, no, it's a high bar. We've we've said, hey, come in, and I I, I just thought you were scared. <laughs> yeah, no, or, or maybe you felt like you know with your team you needed to do something. No, no, it was you know early on I made all these excuses about not having our sponsors wrapped up, and then. You know, life got in the way right, once right. the season started. So, yeah. oh, totally, we understand. Um, okay, so last week, let's talk about Nevada City. You want to mm-hmm. do that? You were there, yeah. So you you come back. You're not ready to race yet, but you decided to show up in Nevada City. I would have raced. I just had family commitments. I could show up, but I'd have my kids with me, so I I couldn't race. But I really wanted to. Honestly, I I, I um had done that particular course as a junior with mm-hmm. um. It's funny. There's a guy, uh, Cameron Hoffman, who now lives in Utah, who won the Masters race in 2015, and he won that race with. In I was in it, so he he wins the junior race when I did that course as a junior, and then in 2015 I'm in the Masters race, and he wins the Masters race. So he had just come out to visit family or something, and and jumped in, but but that was on the other course. Yeah, anyway. and did you? I mean, it was a junior, I guess, mm-hmm. when you had done the other one. Do you have much uh, recollection of which one you preferred or how they would 
played differently. It would be better for me to have the new course. Um, the other course is more climbing. It's more, you know, you're, there's actually kind of a run up that before the steep part that takes some, something out of your legs right. before you get to it. And that's not good for me. So I felt um, the exact same way. And I had people, uh, chat, Matt chat, uh, Grafath. They didn't, they didn't seem to like this one. They thought it was more difficult. Hmm. Um, I mean, you were there watching. I, mm-hmm. I was able to hang in with the front group. Mm-hmm. So something's wrong with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I've never, I've, I think it was the first time I hadn't been lapped. Yeah. And I don't know if it was an easy day, but um, no, I found that you come around that corner, you hit that first pop and it takes a lot of elevation out oh, with yeah. momentum totally. and then it's the rest of it. And I was fine with that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a good day. Yeah. Um, whereas right before I'm in climbing speed going up that and it just doesn't work for mm-hmm. me. So, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the Masters went pretty good. We had Chris Coble and your your buddy, your teammate, Dan Bryant, mm-hmm. off the front mm-hmm. going 1-2 one, or 1-1 one, because one, they one, split one. up the 35s yeah, and the 45s. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jay and Ronnie were both in there. They both got uh, top five. And um, Chris Coble, once again, doing his, his mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if you you were able to watch. Were, those two, were they working together? Uh, they were. And I think Chris did an interview uh, after the race, and he was saying that they – they were trying to pull certain sections of the course, which honestly, I don't know how much benefit there is to anybody leading on that course, maybe at the top a yeah, little bit, but the only place I could see somebody contributing yeah, to there's the much rider. of a benefit. So, no, but, um, you know, up the climb, if one person's a little better at setting the pace up there, I mean, it's all, oh, it's just setting pace. Yeah. And true. That's really what it is. And yeah. then I could see, I could see someone like Dan just like driving it over the top yeah in the flat section just turns it into a time trial yeah. like it does with yeah. everything else but anyway it was it was a good day it was warm and then we stuck around i, I think you left before the uh the p12 I, well i watched part of it but um yeah i had to go so so uh chris Riker, uh teams mike's bikes uh, all like eight of them yeah. show up and yeah. he just rolls off the front oh yeah and just keeps rolling and he, 30 minutes in it looked like he was breathing out his nose right it was he looked super impressive and even aria who is arguably probably the best climber on the team was looked like he was really working to try to catch his teammate. He looked good um, too, but it was not the same. No. It was, yeah, it was Chris just, looked solid. He's just incredibly smooth. I don't think I saw him get out of the saddle on any of the climbs. He's just, he looked incredibly smooth, incredibly powerful. I had the misfortune of having him come around me a couple of times. So I got to see up close how, how smooth he was moving. So right. yeah, they did a thing there where they effort. do a, the first lap hot lap, like a hundred bucks, which is pretty cool mm-hmm. except for it just shatters it right mm-hmm. off the gun. Plus they stage you on an uphill. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to clip in mm-hmm. uphill and there was, uh, there was some interesting <laughs> speed play guys just take off. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I know uh, Stefan was in front of me and he was kind of like, you know, weaving and not getting his foot in because you're, you're rolling backwards. Yeah. It's just, it's not easy. Yeah. So that starts out and it just, shattered from there and i think the shorter course allowed for you know uh, obviously a little shorter times mm-hmm. and Riker was just coming through laps the field aria laps the field but then it would just you know it's like course did it what it does and it just shreds everything so mm-hmm. it's very confusing i was out there i got lapped and because i did the p12 as well which was interesting um I got pulled pretty quick mm-hmm. and then there was guys that i had been ahead of that were still being able to mm-hmm. And you never. That's I mean, how that race goes. It, how right? it is always is. You're yeah. Right. yeah. Uh-huh. And we had so between two wheels, we had a special podcast uh, preem that we had going on for. We did, yeah. Three races. You want to talk about that and how that actually went out? Yeah. So um, one of the things we did was it last week we got together and just tried to do some some last minute uh, promotion for the race to try and get folks up there. And one of the things that we had talked about is. In the past, people may have been reluctant to participate because it's not a good race for them. I'm going to get killed or dropped, whatever. That's one of the reasons I never did it before. Um, so we kind of came up with the idea of giving out 100 bucks to the men's P12 and the women's P123 race for the last placed finisher. And in the men's Elite 3-4, uh, I think Kurt had put together a little uh, prize package, including a, a helmet. And I think Kurt or Tyler and I threw in some other gear as well. Um the stipulation was that you had to be the last placed rider, so you couldn't have a DMP or DNF next to your name. You actually had a place. And it had to have a field size of? And that's the other thing. Is the field size had to be, we said 25 or 30. Um, the only race that really hit that mark was the uh, the men's P1-2-3, or P1-2 race. Um, I think they had 45 of us mm-hmm. on the line. Uh, previous years, I think they were floating around high 20s, low 30s. So I feel like we could take some credit for that. Um and in the end, there was a little bit of confusion at the end. So we had said on the podcast that, you know, we're not going to hang around. Why don't you say what day. the confusion was? I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So we said we'd, we'd hang around there for uh, a few minutes and meet up at the top of the hill and, and we'll hand off your, your winning prize. Um, so right when the results got posted, um, we went over and took a look and it was uh, Creighton Gruber was the last placed rider. And not many people protest the last placed rider or, or those results. And uh, so we reached out to Creighton. Um, he had left for the day. We ultimately made contact with him, but uh, apparently there was another rider that had crashed on the first lap and then was able to rejoin with the group and had been placed, I think, 23rd as opposed to 24th. And overnight, there was some resorting, and I think he ended up getting moved to the last place rider. But at that point, we had already reached out to Creighton and extended the uh, the award to him. Right. And, and But you didn't really explain what some of the whole confusion was, not with how our part, but with the race itself. So... What happens is with all these people being lapped and some weirdness, then Andrew and, and some of his teammates are kind of off. And, you know, the typical thing is you finish on the lap of the of the leader. Mm-hmm. So they come through and they're one to go, one to go. And so they're, you know, Andrew's sprinting up there and da da da. Um and he wins that think that field sprint for third, and then they're telling him, Oh no, one more still. <laughs> oh, you mean the the final final for, yes. for the not for our prize, but no, yeah, so there was definitely, and that's some, what caused a lot of confusion because then they were protesting basically from ninth place or third yeah. on down. Mm-hmm. You know, people are sprinting for the wrong, and I and I guess I blame a little bit the officials because it shouldn't be a, a that complicated. You just you track Chris Reichert or yeah. whoever it is, except for you know they have everybody mixing in there. So so Chris was in the group, and typically you finish on the the leader's lap. And yeah. if he had lapped the field and was sitting in the field, and it's one to go, it's not one to go for Chris. It should be one to go for. Everybody, everybody that's in that group, but that ended up and not think, being the case. Well, I think part of the problem is when they came through the start finish, I think Andrew was just, their group was just fractionally ahead of Riker in the field. Mm. So they, sh- they should have, I guess, had two to go. Yeah. I don't know. Or what? And point I think is it was kind of sucky because different people, you know, Andrew goes from third to like sixth or seventh. Right. And when you finish the sprint on that course, it's it's incredibly difficult to reaccelerate into an eight percent grade when you've just sold out for the finish to to not only reaccelerate with the group but then try and be competitive in the end. So you're you're really getting hosed there because I think uh, a few guys had that issue. Yeah, Chat mm-hmm. said he had had that yeah. too. Right. Yeah. So whatever we gave we gave a hundred bucks to Crichton. He, he earned it. He did. Hey, yeah. good for him. You know, and if he would have showed up right then, he would have got a crisp hundred dollar bill. But instead, <laughs> he got electronic money, Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> No, maybe not. That's um, good though. You got to give give money to the juniors, right? And it was it was pretty good. And uh, the guy that w- hit the hay bale, um, I was doing a few laps with him, and he had straw <laughs> coming, out, <laughs> coming out of his helmet. It's like a scarecrow. He crashed on the on the hot lap, right? Hot lap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. The first lap. So the one thing that I, I liked about the race is it was it was a tough course for me, um, but the corner wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it'd be. I think there was a little bit of concern from folks about taking that corner the way it was going to be organized and. There was some de- decelerating going into it, but everybody, for the most part, got through it cleanly, and it was a it was a good course. I enjoyed it, and uh, I, I found the, it. yeah, I found the corner. Um, we went into it a little easier than you do when they go all the way down the hill for some reason. Hmm. We, we were flying through that one more. Yeah, I think part of it I found was that the corner is a, it is a little blind, so you're kind of going into it just thinking if, if somebody's on the ground around this corner, there's no way I can see them until I'm on top of them. So maybe there was some some breaking there. But, yeah, hmm. the scarecrow guy. Yeah. You gonna do it next year, Brian? Yeah, sure. Assuming it's not on nationals, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was another bummer, right? You could maybe um, it was it was with the the pros were racing Sunday. Um, we have uh, Nate Nate Brown's brother won. Yeah, but you know you never know if some of those guys would show up for. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's Nevada City, and not not that that yeah. they're all gonna. The show women's up. race was pretty good though. Um, we were able to see some of that before we had to kind of get prepped for our race, and I think they started with ten or twelve women. I think it was 11. Um, was it 11? Yeah. Okay. So one person didn't get uh, in the money. Yeah. But there was also, uh, um, Mary was in there in the 35s. Oh, okay. So she was flying so. solo in that, but they put her in that field. Um, that group got whittled down pretty quickly to three that yeah, and, came together at the line. And who so. were those three? I think um, Ellie Velez got third. Emily but then Gray second. Got with the... second. And then, oh, Muscle Milk racer i forget her name she ended up taking the win okay we should probably look that up yeah we, we should know that are you doing lakeport no i can't i i wish i could i really i was i was gonna say i really liked that race last year um and uh it looks like chris riker's got to be the big favorite 
to win it again. Last year in the one twos, he lapped us at least once solo. He was just off by his by himself with his gold wheels. But is that, uh, is, that uh, is that hill? What, what what would you categorize it like? Um, it's punchy. It's it's. I think it's a big ring hill every time around, but it's big ring and upper end of the cog set. So, um, by the time you get to the top, you're kind of grinding it out. But it, it, I think it's it's enough so that it allows a lot of different strategies. You could come to the finish as a group. You could have a breakaway getaway on it. You could have you know a lot of light climber guys make make life pretty tough on on bigger riders. So. Um, the best part about it, I think, is the different strategies that could play out on that course. Um, so, although, or you could be Chris Reichert and you just ride away from everybody. That always helps. Um, Pretty wide open. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the finish is, you know, a downhill, a fast downhill double right. Um, so, you kind of need to be near the front for the for the short run to the, to the finish because it gets singled out pretty good in the last two corners. But... Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun actually. For being a square, a rectangle, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. So when you say you can't go, I don't know. Maybe you've you've burnt a lot of family capital. So well, I have a big family reunion. Oh, well, there you I'd, go. Yeah. I'd be able to go. But so and then when is Worlds? Uh, Worlds is not till Labor Day weekend. Okay. So you've got a little um, bit of time to yeah, kind of be at time. home and build that up and for sure. But there's a lot of good races in the summertime, and yeah. I want to show off the the jersey in any road race I can. Yeah, not just on the in. trail, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. there pictures. too, and you know, doing yard work and. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, do you wear them with pants or do you just go without pants? Yeah. Why would I not wear pants? I don't know. It just, it, it shows off the Jersey more. What I need to do is get some, <laughs> I need to get some of those, uh, you know, those big flowy pants from what's the guy from Napoleon dynamite. The Napoleon. The, no. Yeah. No, the guy that, Pedro? no, oh, no. Oh, uh, uh, Rex Quando. Yeah, Rex Quando. <laughs> I need some of those Rex Quando. Nobody wants a roundhouse kick to the face on when I'm wearing these bad boys. No, right. You think Starlet? <laughs> Come home to start it with that wearing these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think good. the jersey makes good uh, family reunion wear too. It does. Yeah, you got to wear it for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So back I, to Nevada City briefly. Oh, so yeah. women's race winner was Lisa Cordova. Okay. of cycle uh, sport. So okay. I want to get her. Congratulations. In you know, maybe um, maybe we'll have to do another one of these uh, preems by the Between Two Wheels podcast. And you know, I don't I, know for another race. Is there another one you want to really promote, Chris? Um, I'm sure we can come up. You know, this was mostly because Kurt lives on the course. So (laughs) I think he really wanted to be the promoter of the race. He wanted a call up and he was, he didn't get one. (laughs) He did not local guy. No call up. I don't think Jonathan got one either. Right. Baker. uh, Well, he doesn't live there anymore. Well, he does. He does kind of, kind of. Yeah. He's a nomad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you're our winner of the week. I don't know if you knew that. That was last week. I'm picking you. Okay. He doesn't count anymore. What about Creighton? Well, no, he I'm saying, you know, we pick oh, winners and losers of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the guy got a hundred bucks for being a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I, doesn't doesn't go get any worse than that. They're better than that. Um, okay. Well, any other new rate? We have Lakeport, and then what else? We have Fourth of July. Are you going to do districts uh, for the for the pro one too? Could I wear my jersey in the crit? No, then I'm not going to do it. Explain you this. Just ride around, kind of. I might do day. that. You That'd probably could. Fourth of July with stars and stripes. Right. You just, you just ride around that point because we've done a race, um, masters race, mm-hmm. and Dan uh, Martin wore his world's jersey oh, in the crit. Yeah, I know. John Novikov loves to talk about that. Right. <laughs> 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 it, 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 uh, it, you know, technicality. There's no such thing as world criterium champion. So it's just any if you're riding a road bike and you're uh, racing. It's fair game. No. Then you're world champion. Gotcha. Right? No. Oh. No? Just because there's not a, a a shot to win one doesn't mean that you qualify for when you ride a crit. Well, then. who's gonna who is he dissing by wearing it in a crit? Who's the world crit champion that's gonna say, Hey, you're wearing my jersey in my event? Well, I nobody, but I mean is that way you do it? I I, I don't know. I'm just trying to justify it's my teammate, so I don't really care. <laughs> I just <laughs> I thought I'd I don't either. No, he's he he was a uh, world champion though for Canada. Well, yeah, he was actually. Yeah, he worked. Yeah. So how does that work? See, is he is he dual citizen? I don't know. What does that have to do with wearing it in a crit? And no, I'm now I'm just changing subject. Oh. I'm just I'm just inquiring. Yes, he is dual citizen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he just. I think last year though he raced US. as U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good good luck this year. Right. I think this year he's racing as a Brazilian or something. No, I, I don't know. He's <laughs> moving to Brazil. So. Oh, is he really? Yeah. 
Just just the new okay. Yeah. New national championship to win. Yeah. That's what it's about. Was he enamored with the Olympics or something? Was no, like, his wife that his wife lives there. Oh, okay. So. Well yeah. okay. That makes even more yeah. sense. My wife lives in Folsom. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the Folsom champion? <laughs> yeah. I that. am, but uh Matt Chat just said he's moving out there, taking Shavok's house, and he's probably gonna oh, take no. my KOMs. Hmm. So that's bad news. That's his goal. All right, we'll, we'll make this. Uh, we'll, we'll close it down here. Um, thanks for coming in, Brian. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks and for having. We'll me. see. Yes, we'll see you out at the races. We'll yeah. post a nice picture up with your jersey. You want to demo the Veo strips? Uh, I think we I'm can okay. do it later. Veo. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Where, where are those made? Uh, actually, I don't know where they're actually made. The company is from Bay Area, but okay. Well, that's that's what it's made. made in USA. So oh, there you go. Well, there we you need go. a Stars and Stripes one. That would be nice. Yeah. You could probably Maybe have just your, stripes. How about if you have your kids paint them up? Yeah. And then yeah. when you wear them, they'll just drip down like Tammy Faye Baker's mm-hmm. makeup or something. There you go. So, Chris, They're really good for TTs or trainer workouts. There uh, you go. Yeah. I just congratulations to Brian. It's awesome to to have him take that win. So yeah, we're, validates we're, Northern California racing for sure. We were definitely missing that beforehand. You know, I, and and that's a great point. Um, maybe we should have talked about this a little bit ago. But um, you know, no matter if the the nationals are here or they're somewhere else, I mean, Northern California really does great. Oh yeah. I mean, well, Colorado and California, you know, I was saying when I was younger, I was like, you could race in those places. You can race in your category anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, right. don't, don't worry about going anywhere. Right. And it's obviously bears fruit for you guys at the at nationals. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we have a good spot here. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? That's all I got. I hope, uh, just reaching out. Hooper is healing up. Oh yeah. Hooper. Mm-hmm. And, um, I hope I Lakeport know. goes well because I like that race. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I, I, all of them. Ladoga got canceled. I heard it did. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's a fun course. I know if people like the old course more, but it, I enjoyed. I don't know Ladoga much about race. it. It's got a really, I wouldn't say super long climb, 10, 12 minute climb with the the sun beating down on you. It's a fun to turn around and come back down it though. So, it's a bummer. Hopefully, it it finds its way back on next year. So, Chris, um, before we head out here, you you told me last night you're gonna take a little bit of a break. Yes. When when is your comeback? Uh, we'll say July fifteenth. July. 15th. What's what's racing? What races in July fifteenth? I have no idea. No idea. Tour de France. Yeah. Okay. Brian, you won. You said you've been taking. A look. When's your comeback? When's your when when can the your fans see you in the Stars and Stripes lineup? I looked at I looked down the calendar and the next closest road or circuit race because it counts as a circuit race is probably <laughs> you, did, you, you know you, you oh yeah to get it. yeah well if you know usa cycling they they categorize circuit races as road races okay. so um i think it's a cccx race but i'm not Ooh. sure i'm going to go that far because uh, it's not districts but um i'll have to look i i i'm probably going to do a couple of the crits next maybe watsonville okay i think that one's coming up brisbane as well so do you have a secondary kit that's just the uh, the arm stripes that you can start wearing right away, or is that next year? Uh, I'm trying to get a couple of those from okay. teammates as well. Those ones are actually more common, but it's also because half the team is is at least a former champ, yeah. So they have a bunch they can loan me, but um, they're also the ones that they currently want to wear. Mm, the right. the ones that are current champ jerseys they either can't wear except for Dan Bryant and Dan Martin and myself. So none of them can wear those in a race, at least. So they're more willing to give them up. So as long as you don't trash it. I have like five of those. Um, but uh, yeah, the former champ ones, I really only need them for a, the occasional crit. So, All right. Well, uh, people may not know. You're kind of our honorary ombudsman. Ombudsman. For the, you didn't know this. I mean, I we, would, this. we would, you know what that is? That's no. like the guy that kind of... Um, you know, you have a newspaper and editorials coming in and he kind of um, does a review of, well, here's what's right and oh, what's yeah. wrong. Am I going to critique my yeah. own <laughs> this podcast? Is, this is I, what you do with usually with I, our I've podcast. I've been taking notes this whole time. Yeah. And you're going to correct yourself. <laughs> yeah, and so right. please go ahead. Feel yeah. free to do that on our, on our Facebook page. I will. Okay. So and everyone, you can find us on uh, Between Two Wheels, uh, facebook.com slash Between Two Wheels. What? I had a question. I, I, maybe yeah. two questions. I know what the first one is for sure. I have no idea what your intro music is. Can you tell me what it is? It's like, uh, I, I found it. What do you mean? What, what I don't is. know what the song is. Oh, well, I'll pop the post what that is. I don't okay. know uh, what it is offhand. It's, uh, I went back through like, cause I started listening 30 episodes in or something. I went back through to like the second one or third one when you first used it. 
I, you never said what it was. So right, right. I, I should, probably should do that. I, I bought the rights for it. Okay. Just so that I wouldn't have any issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first one was I had some stupid song and uh, some cowbell from oh it was from um ba- uh, bend uh, the Gina my wife had recorded mm. and Dave told in the background or something like okay. that and then we had some other stupid one I had this friend it's like oh the music's horrible <laughs> so I don't know if this is any better but yeah. um it's like choir pipes or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Does that mean question? anything to second you? Second question? Huh? Oh, I like I, I, I like the song. I don't know. It's, it, it's My second question might have just been how you could be way better if you didn't do the podcast. That maybe <laughs> that's not a, that's a it. statement. That's a statement, I guess, yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. I, I I've enjoyed this. It's it's uh, gives us something fun to do and it's not necessarily promoting us. It's like promoting mm-hmm. the cycling in the in the right. community. And um it's been fun like interviewing people and some haven't been fun. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but it's it's good to I, I like to try to you know all these different people out there and and what it's done for me this year is it got me back into following all the different categories you know I've got to know kind of the, the people you know Tarun guys and some of these other ones in the P one twos in the women's field too and I wish they had more what would you laugh well, about well I was just thinking so following other fields that you don't normally compete in uh, Matt Chatlong sent me a screenshot of the I think it was the the registered list for for Lakeport and there's somebody in the cat three, four field that registered under the team name, uh, Texas chode house. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was worth mentioning. <laughs> that's a, so. that's a derivation of Patrick Swayze's old. Uh, movie. Yes. <laughs> um, chode is not road. I think it's, is it supposed to be roadhouse? Yes. There is a team, Texas roadhouse yeah. actually in my, in the 40 to 44 crit, the national champion is from Texas roadhouse yeah, team. Interesting. Yeah. It, a sub team that'll be at Lakeport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions for the, no, while you're in here? Okay. No. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Chris, thanks for coming in. Sorry it's so warm in here. I hope it's everybody enjoyed it. It's actually not bad. It's 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 nice in here. Well, if you want to if you want to give Brian some feedback, you can uh, check his team. Do you guys have a Facebook? You have like uh, mm-hmm. Instagram. We have Instagram and, and Facebook. What is it? Pete's, um, Pete's Coffee Racing. Yeah, I think it's underscore everything. Pete's underscore coffee underscore racing for Instagram and then just Pete's Coffee Racing for for uh, Facebook. Gotcha. We'll, we'll post a link to it. And uh, if you want to chide him through us, you could do so with uh, B2W underscore podcast with Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook page. So thank you once again. Thank you. Everyone have a good day. All right. Thanks. Thank you.